Welcome back for another OG Show Live. Mr. Randall, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down. Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for News. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to, once again, the Bass Cag oh, Brother, this is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Palatine. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and Fur, your host. Welcome back to the Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Hey, welcome back to Off the Water. Happy here with Adventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, go to eastport.info. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Welcome back to another Pelinfin Noobs broadcast. I'm Susie Q here. Hey guys, what's up? It's Sean. And uh, we've uh, got a, a lovely guest in store for us today. Um, so we're going to talk with our Noobs tournament uh, champion, Cheryl Bensley, who uh, won her first Noobs tournament. Uh, I believe it was back either in June or July. And then uh, we just had the championship wrap up a few weeks ago here in October. And uh, we had our first lady winner of the season. Super excited for that. So without further ado, Cheryl, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Welcome. Yeah, so uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how long you've been into kayak fishing, those types of things, what you fish out of. All right, um, well, I am up in New Hampshire, um, more mid-lower to central New Hampshire. Um, I'm fortunate to live on a river, which is nice. That kind of got me into fishing. I grew up, my dad was a trout fisher, um, so I was exposed to that. And we did a lot of offshore fishing for stripers and fishing stuff. But I would say I didn't really start getting into fishing on my own to maybe seven years ago. Um, and it was just my kids were older at the time, the water was there. Someone gave me a canoe and I just used to take it out. and have a blast. And eventually I added some fishing gear, just simple stuff, worm, bobber, little <laughs> Shakespeare, frog, <laughs> and I was catching stuff and it just kind of grew from there. I don't think I caught my first bass until, I don't know, maybe 2017. And that really got me. I didn't even know what it was when I pulled it up. <laughs> it's not a trout, not a sunfish. Looked it up, and it's a largemouth, and that was that. <laughs> and um, I guess from there, I got a kayak, a little sit-in. It was an FS10 Ascend model, mm-hmm. and that turned into a sit-on. I got a lifetime Yukon sit-on. Just a really nice kayak. Um, not much money, but 
really enjoyed it. And this year, I upgraded to a whole new upback, which Ooh. I'm in love. <laughs> that I, is my I, boat. That uh, I can hear you. That's the same boat I paddle. Uh, mine's uh, maybe two years old now, but uh, I, I absolutely love it. It does everything I need to do. So, yeah, it's amazing. The thought, like the compartments, the cords, just everything. And it's what a difference. Right, makes. right. I always said that I don't know much I would change on it because uh, it seems like it was very well thought out. Everything's right where I would want it to be. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a few things, um, additions, you know, all the little accessories and stuff that mm -hmm. I I didn't get to play around with too much this year, this winter. I'll be looking at some options, just more things like rod placement and um, things like that. But yeah, everything is there. It's just setting it up, personalizing it. So, cool, cool. Um, yeah. And this was my first year tournament fishing and it was never um, something that had crossed my mind. <laughs> it was, um, I guess, just the next step. And I decided to do it just to learn. And, um, you know, I felt I was missing a community. I don't have a lot of friends that fish, fish as excessively as I do. So, <laughs> Yeah, the community is nice to have with the tournaments. Cool. Now, I yeah, I wondered how how fishing was up there. Is it mostly largemouth on the river there, or is it smallmouth? I uh, no, we have some nice smallmouth. Um, unfortunate, the river that I'm on, um, it's a pretty still river, except in spring when the snow and ice are melting out. Um, it's it's slow. So it's funny, some years it seems mostly largemouth, other years it's smallmouth everywhere. And hmm. just, you know, little ones, but I've caught in some pretty good up to 20 inch smallmouth wow. in the river. So nice. Yeah. And then I, it's just amazing the variety. I consider myself multi species. Um, you know, I just love hitting the water. I'll focus on the bass, but there's crappy in here, perch, trout, bluegill, um, pumpkin seeds, pickerels, um, just such a variety. Cool. And the bass. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, so yeah. Um, what um, do you, so I, you know, you kind of sound like a majority of us, um, you know, how you first got started, whatnot, you know, the old bobber and worm hook type fishing and everything. Yeah. Um, how have you uh, learned like different things along the way? Have you had uh, anybody to show you? Have you uh, joined any fishing groups to kind of get some more input and whatnot? Uh, do you watch any certain types of uh, fishing videos or whatnot? Yes. Um, that's, I, it's always learning. And I love that aspect of fishing. I love challenging myself learning. And it's just been, um, I want to say a slow accumulation, but I find it accelerates <laughs> the more <laughs> I get into it, the more the gear is pouring in, um, the more it's uh, pretty crazy. 
Um, yeah, I think I, I started mostly with spinning. I mean, the gear I started out using, someone had left behind in my garage. It was sitting there for years and I'm like, hey, <laughs> I'm gonna take this out. Um, and then I, I remember the first spinning combo I bought for myself and it was uh, for trout fishing. And then I just started adding. Um, last year was my first year with a bait caster, which it, I did okay, did all right. <laughs> and this year I really upped my arsenal. Um, I've got five new setups, um, three of them bait casters, two spinning, and I'm comfortable with it. I love it all. I love the variety, the, I'm still learning the little nuances of, um, you know, the, the ratios and the weights and all that good stuff, but it's what keeps it exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, uh, do you find most of those techniques work on the river? Like if you're using a lot of different stuff, I mean, I'm sure there's times when, you know, top water might work well or, you know, that kind of thing, but as there, uh, you find a lot of different techniques work? Yeah. Um, I consider myself mostly finesse. I, to me, I love a little jig head, a little high tech easy shiner, and I, I'll use that all season. It's um, not to bore myself with it, but it catches fish. So um, top water, sure. This year, I really started getting into jig more. Um, I like crankbaits. I like fishing with them, but I find myself, I guess, clumsy with them. I stick myself. Um, I just had some pretty horrific <laughs> things for those travels. So um, I'll take those out when required. But um, yeah, I find on this river, it, it's similar to a lot of other bodies of water I fish around here. I don't really fish the big lake. Um, usually up like one of Pisaki and stuff, it'll be ice fishing. But I take my kayak out on that a few times, but mostly I stick to the smaller lakes, larger ponds. And I find the baits here on the river are pretty much, pretty much the same as I've been using in those places. Again, it's a pretty still river. Um, there's not much current. There's a few areas of rifts and stuff, but if you look out my window, looks like a pond. Okay. <laughs> and nice. I have to say the tournament fishing I did this year was not on the river. <laughs> okay. That's my comfort zone. It, and it's got some amazing fish, but it's not as bountiful as some other places I've located, so. Gotcha. And uh, what got you started in the noobs tournament? Like, how'd you hear about that? I This year was a year of podcasts for me. I just started listening to podcasts. Um, I came across you guys and they, it's all on Spotify. I honestly didn't even realize it was the video until you contacted me. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably mention that more. Yeah. Then. <laughs> we should, but, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I started, I just, I kind of 
jumped in. I jumped in on this. I, I um, there's a multi-species tournament through Jigs and Bigs. I joined at the same time. Um, I super stressed myself out by joining the New Hampshire Kayak Fishing League here. Um, well, that was stressful, but <laughs> just was so out of my comfort zone, and I didn't know. I just didn't know anything about tournament fishing or um, anything, but it was great. It was just amazing. Um, I did the Slay Nation Lady Slayers online tournament, and um, now I'm the 2023 20, director for that group, which is nice. super exciting. Awesome. So, you know, combined with this, um, the panel and Finn, it was just an amazing summer of growth and push and awesome. yeah thank you guys yeah. <laughs> absolutely that's what that's what it's there for absolutely 100 percent. so and it's always awesome to you know see and get more women into this sport as well because you know i mean it is a pretty big male dominated sport but more and more each year we are seeing more ladies uh getting into it whether it be, you know, just for fun, um, dabbling in some online tournaments, local tournaments, that type of thing. Um, there's also a uh, women's group that gets together every year um, that I'll have to give you some information for as well. That's yeah. called the uh, Women's Fishing Federation. And uh, we haven't gotten our date or location planned for 2023 yet, but... I know we should be getting that nailed down here, um, hopefully soon, because um, I know the uh, Hobie TOC is wrapping up, and usually after like that event, we'll you know get planned for next year because we're waiting for the big schedules to come out and everything. But um, yeah, it's an awesome experience. You know, ladies from all over the country come together. Um, you know, uh, uh, and these are ladies who have barely kayak fish. Some of them have kayak fish all their life, but maybe just for fun. Um, you know, it's a lot of teaching, um, helping other women learn skills and everything. So depending on where we have it next year, you know, I definitely think uh, that could be definitely a fun event that you could uh, benefit from as well. <laughs> Oh, it sounds amazing. I, oh, yeah. I did join. Um, I have a membership with them. I joined this. Oh, group. good. Yeah, it, it, was, it was several months ago, so I haven't really um, had a chance to explore much of it, but that sounds great. I'll be there. <laughs> awesome. Good to hear. Well, yeah, with um, the uh, the local club you joined, the what was it called? The New Hampshire? New Hampshire Kayak Fishing kayak fishing awesome yeah. um so um did you are there are you the only lady on there right now or are there other uh, no there was Ooh. actually four of us what which, wow which is pretty cool yeah and um yeah some really talented ladies so um, awesome i felt privileged to be able to to uh, fish with them so Awesome. Good deal. So what have been your uh, biggest, um, you know, impacts from, you know, either the podcasting or, you know, the, uh, the kayak groups, you know, what have been your biggest influencers and what's helped you out the most uh, this year? 
After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Um, yeah, I guess tournament fishing is so different than fishing fishing, right? Mm -hmm. Like before I'd come home from work, throw the boat on the water, go for the evening and just chill and, and learn. But I, the tournament fishing has just pushed me to learn and, um, you know, breaking down a body of water, like, you know, doing your homework before you fish, look, you know, looking up the puffle maps, checking out um, fish brain, like Google Earth, and just really studying, um, you know, the in-person tournaments, I was introduced to a lot of bodies of water I'd never fished before. And I would say that's true for the online tournaments too, because like I said, the river, while it's got some great fish, it's not always my best days on the river, but the numbers aren't there. So the tournaments push me to look for other bodies of water, um, you know, look, look around my area more, find, find some places I hadn't considered before, and um, which in turn, you know, I tried new techniques, different um, areas. I, I don't know. It's just really pushed me um, to learn <laughs> and get better, right? Right. Yeah. That's awesome. actually why I signed up for tournaments for the first time, too, was to kind of force me to get off the waters that I knew and yeah. to, you know, cause I would, I would just go to the same spot over and over and over again. Um, knowing right. I, I at least had some idea what I was doing. And when I first ventured out, it does, it, and it, it can be tough. I, you know, those first couple of times fishing a new body of water, but you know, Ooh, yes, <laughs> even with studying, um, mm -hmm. it's, I, 
yeah, <laughs> it's hard. And I always do better the second time I go back. Um, just, yeah, first time on a body, I, I found tricky. That that was tricky with the in-person tournaments, just not even if you Even if you do your homework, you know, you can think a place looks great on paper or on, you know, on oh. Google Earth, and then you show up and for whatever reason, the water level is different or, you know, it, there's more grass there than you thought there would be. Or, you know, there's a lot of environment variables that you don't necessarily see through that. And uh, when you right. show up and, you know, it might force you to change your tactics a little bit. But, yeah, I, I definitely understand how that goes. So <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> so what has been uh, some of your go to techniques uh, this year? Um, again, I, I like plastics for the most part. I play around with the other things, but I find my most success on, um, little weighted swim baits, um, of course, Senkos, I'll, I'll fish a lot. Um, jigs this year have become something I've enjoyed, um. Yeah, I, I like a nice spinner bait. It's one of my favorite um, jerk baits. Um, and uh, do you know, remember which month you won? Um, I know uh, you said June or July. I should, right? But I don't. I think it was June, okay. July. Because I'm thinking, July. I'm like, it's not nothing against New Hampshire, but, you know, you, you know, we are going up in that noobs tournament. There's people from all over. And, you know, when you put up winning numbers from New Hampshire against people in states like Alabama and, and places like, you know, that are much better known for their bass fishing, it that's saying something, you know, obviously. So there, um, we, we have amazing waters here. Uh, okay. I feel surrounded by water and that's it's pretty a cool. variety. You know, we have little ponds, we have rivers, we have the lakes region. Um, yeah, it was funny, the Slay Nation Ladies Series, I forget how many of us were in the kayak series, 15, 18, but I placed in the top three, and first place was a woman from New Hampshire, too, so. Wow. New Hampshire is up there. We, we have some nice fish. So, so um. I've got, uh, I brought the tournament up here. It's from uh, July, actually, which July oh. can be an interesting month sometimes, depending on yes. where you are in the country. Um, yeah. But uh, you had 88 and a half inches, and you had, in a sense, tied with a guy who's from Arkansas, but you won because you had yeah. the bigger fish by a quarter inch, <laughs> which, I yeah, mean, you know, 88 and a half, that's pretty darn good you know when you think yeah, about I like it <laughs> <laughs> and i mean like you, you see some of the other states where you know these other anglers are from i mean california south carolina there's illinois arizona even florida man like florida has some big fish to it you know Alabama, yeah. Kentucky. I think that was one of our bigger months. Oh, we had 18. Um, there was a month I felt like we had almost 30 people. It might have been earlier than that. Did I not catch a fish that month? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Where are you, Sean? I'm way at the bottom. 
I apparently I, 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 I heard that month. In my in my in my defense, that was vacation and camp and my <laughs> the week I do at camp, which doesn't count because that's private water. So right. <laughs> but yeah, um her big fish was this uh beautiful looking 19 and three quarters, uh so close to that uh 20, 20 inch, inch mark. Yeah, wow. Just didn't quite get her, but uh yeah, definitely some good fish out there. So yeah, and then um let's see here. Let me go back to my other screen here. So then, so that win had qualified her for our new championship. Uh, which was kind of like a unique style. So anglers had a choice of uh, five days to choose from. Now, they couldn't fish all five days. They only had to choose one day, and they had to choose uh, beforehand, or, well, when they signed up for the tournament on Tourney X. And so let's see here. Let me bring it up here. So what was your strategy there for picking your days, or did you just luck out and pick a good day, or did you – have to fight through some bad weather or anything uh well there was strategy um one thing i i i should mention that with the this uh tournament fishing i learned i'm competitive i i start tournaments for competition i other than with myself um i never never crossed my mind i in anything or in a place anything um but yeah so by the end of the summer there's strategy in everything i did i found that important and the first few days were out for me i had work obligations um that left me with the weekend and i was torn it, it was warm for new hampshire that weekend um towards the end I think I chose the 23rd, I'm somewhere in there. And it was between Saturday and Sunday. Um, Saturday was my birthday. And I'm like, I should just fish my birthday. That's, that's <laughs> right? And um, it, it was nearing 60s. So, so it predicted, but I, you know, the weather can turn and the, the weather report changes every couple hours it seems so it was hard <laughs> to plan um but it did show sunny blue skies saturday uh sunday was overcast and um still holding around 59 so i chose the overcast day thinking that would help me out um and then two days prior they predicted rain and i was picking myself like no i should have picked saturday but you can't change um so, and the rain held off. It, it was an awesome fishing day. It, it was hard. It, it was hard to find fish, but um, wasn't too cold for late October here. Um, it was actually a beautiful day. Overcast. Um, wasn't windy. It was pretty still. Um, but... And yeah, you said that, it was uh, tough to find fish. Did you kind of get in, uh, get get some right away, or did you really have no, to? No, I um, I probably fished for three or four hours with nothing. I I started with some top water, thinking for sure I, it was perfect top water morning. <laughs> so it yeah. was, um, and I just 
I couldn't find them. I, I'd see little rises here and there. And I had never fished this body of water so late into the season. So I wasn't as familiar with where I might find those fish. I was just kind of guessing around, um, feeling it out. And where I started, the water was still, it, it was below 50. So, um, wow. Wow. yeah, right, right high 40s. But later, maybe three, four hours later, the temperature started warming a bit. I found some water, a little bit over 50, and um, switched over to a weightless Senko along some lily pad lines. And that's where I started finding them. But it was it was hard. It, I fished a long time that day, and I come to find out I did not realize I was the only one fishing Sunday. So I thought I was fishing against two other people, <laughs> and so I just kept going and going. Like, I I don't know how they're doing, but um, I need to keep fishing, <laughs> and I probably could have stopped earlier in the day. But again, I always try to get some bigger fish on the board. Add a couple just over 12 inches. Wasn't happy with, um, I had to keep those in the five, but yeah, turned out to be a good day. <laughs> it wasn't um, anywhere near the 80 plus inches, but I think it was just over 70. Like 71 and a half. Yep. <laughs> and uh, out of the other anglers, you were the only one to get a full limit on your day of fishing as well. So uh, definitely a kudos oh. to you. <laughs> we can definitely tell that it was a struggle because of that Saturday is when the other three anglers had chosen to fish as well. Uh, yeah. Tom Arntz from Pennsylvania, he had only gotten yeah. four and then uh, John Fela from Arizona had uh, only gotten two, and then Jacob um, didn't get anything from Missouri. So, uh, you know, that yeah. left uh, just you on Sunday, you know. We were there. I was, you know, <laughs> watching online and everything. I was just like, oh, she got one. She got two. She got three, you know. And then you got the other two. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I think I posted those right through the Torniac website, which I don't think I've done before. Usually I go home, sift through my pictures, you know, just double check them that I have the info right on them and then enter them. But that day, I think I was, I, I did it on, I was still on the water and I used the app mm -hmm. to load them up and I kept fishing after loading them up, but I think, I don't think I caught anything after that in the afternoon. It's kind of in a three hour time frame that I caught those. So. Okay. Well, I mean, it, and then it, I think that goes, would you say you had, you know, better luck or what, like a, it, it's trickier as the water cools and, or is that more of a normal temperature for your bodies of water up there? Personally, for me, I find it tricky. I know a lot of people say fall fishing's just the best and they get their best fish. I, I find it tricky. I I just do. <laughs> I can't figure it out. And I, I do everything I read that I should be doing. And I, you know, I'll pull them in slow, but 
I don't find the numbers or even the huge ones this time of year. A lot of people around here are able to find some big ones. And I'm not there yet. Next year. <laughs> I'm no, still I mean, pushing though into the season. Um, you know, we've how much more season? Here. I was going to say, how much more season do you have? Like before the water, like do you does it does it freeze over quickly, or are you uh, then switched to ice no, fishing, I, or you still have open water well into the, the new year? Yeah, I say ice in. Maybe I could have this wrong. I should know this. January, February. I don't think I usually start ice fishing till the beginning of the new year. Um, not to say things don't crunch over on the top, but to get that six inches, it, it's well into the winter. Um, this year, I don't know about you guys, we've had pretty unusually warm weather the last few yes. weeks, which is, I find a bit concerning. It feels weird being out on the water in 70 degrees now, but um, yeah. it's extended my time on the water for sure. Yeah, I just posted about fishing in shorts earlier this week and that I don't think that's going to happen too many more times. No. And now today we have, what, 40, 43, 45 is our high and winds of 17 to 20, so. It snowed here yesterday. Uh, not the <laughs> S word. I know, but like all day, it was it was just wow. overcast and it was just gross. Like it would change from like full on snow to like little pellets and then, like, there was a little bit of sleet and whatnot, but, like, nothing stuck, thank goodness. Otherwise, I might have lost my mind. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, like, off and on all day yesterday. And I was just, like, sitting at home, and I was like, all right, this is it. Like, this is the beginning of it. That <laughs> time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just keep but that stuff out there, you know. <laughs> Right. I know. But yeah, a couple days before, yeah, we were in like almost 80 degrees. It was weird. And then a switch turned on and then like it was a high of like 40. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> it was crazy. That's the difference. I think that confuses the fish, too. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I kind of wondered that too, because I, this fall, I have not seen the numbers that I saw, you know, last fall or the last couple of falls. And I was kind of yeah. curious and I wonder, I was wondering if it was just abnormally warm and that if that was just throwing fish off, if they're not where uh, they didn't like feel like they needed to start, you know, moving to their winter spots yet. Cause that's kind of where right. uh, around this time of year, I usually focus on like the pathways between where I know they winter and then, you know, uh, but I, I haven't found them there, you know, so, um, I, but I haven't found them really in, in the warmer water locations yet either. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way with you or this year I'm struggling to find, I'm finding good fish when I do find them, they're big, but I'm definitely not finding numbers. So. Yeah, they seem to be all over the place. I know last weekend, um, I was finding shallow fish and someone I was fishing with was finding them deep and it just seemed to be all in between. They're not sure where they don't want to go yet. <laughs> yep. Nope. Exactly. Yep. For sure. For sure. 
Well, you know, Cheryl, I'm going to kind of get off subject a little bit here because I can't help but notice um, for the viewers who are listening, you won't be able to, you know, determine you'd have to go online and see this. But uh, she has a lot of awesome artwork behind her. And I'm wondering, are you an artist? I am. Oh, Um, oh my goodness. I am. I, I am recording this in my studio, which is my happy place when I'm not on the water. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a full-time artist for work and enjoyment. Um, and I, fishing's just immersive for me, but through everything, including my artwork, um, I paint fish when I'm fishing, I'm taking mental notes, just color, shape, form, movement, um, and it's all inspiration. So I don't mind winter. I super miss open water, but it's a time for me to go back through my photos, through my thoughts. Um, I get a lot of my paintings done in the off season. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, for as far as going into next season, what are your plans? Are you uh, more tournaments, uh, or you, um, I know. You mentioned the, you know, that the uh, the New Hampshire uh, uh, tournament series kind of stressed you out. Is are you uh, more looking forward to that now that you have some experience under uh-huh. your belt, or what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, the New Hampshire series super stressed me the first day because I just felt out of place, not knowing anyone, not um, not knowing if. I'm any good at fishing, you know, just I'm always competing against myself. Um, that that was just a crazy day. I was so nervous driving there. It's like five in the morning. And finally, like, forget it, just breathe, cranked up some music, got there, drew my number for takeoff. It was my favorite number. I'm like, yes. It's a sign. <laughs> good, we're doing good. And one of my first um, asked, I pulled up the 18 inch large mouth. I'm like, I like this. So, <laughs> that, um, the rest of the tournaments, I super enjoyed. So, oh, good. I'll be fishing with them again. Um, there's another group starting up 603 kayak bass fishing. Um, I'll be fishing with when dates don't coincide. Um, more online tournaments, definitely. I became a KBF member too, so I'll start looking into stuff like that, um, some other tournaments. Wow. So it sounds like you will be busy. Yeah. (laughs) I just love it. I love the learning. I love the growth. I, you know, it teaches me about things about myself, my personality that I didn't know I had traits of, um, teaches me about the environment. Um, I've gotten out to meet people, you know, that I typically wouldn't meet. So have you found so, like the, the, you know, the stereotypical, you know, very open people with the, with the kayak group or, I mean, not that like I have, I've seen the big boat tournaments a little bit and it seems a little more cutthroat, you know, now obviously things change and our, 
our sport's growing as well. And hopefully it never gets to those levels. But I feel like, you know, just the, the, the groups and the camaraderie that I've seen has been much nicer and it's been a much, much uh, more accepting environment uh, in the, in the kayak uh, kind of angling side of things. Yeah, I agree. Um, I never fished a big boat tournament. I, you know, hear the news and, um, yeah, I would say the kayak fishing definitely seems more chill, I guess. And I, I know the people I fished with, they're all great. Everybody's been super nice. Um, no, there's, yeah, it's all a great bunch of people, definitely. So uh, I was thinking, you know, if someone, if, if a listener was in um, kind of your shoes last year, what would you, what advice would you give them about, you know, trying tournaments or, you know, dipping your feet in your toes in, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, what, what could you say to them? There's somebody who might be sitting on the fence thinking the same way. Cause I was the same way when I first started too. I'm like, am I good enough to do this? Am I going to just get totally embarrassed? You know, that right. kind of thing. <laughs> right. Um, I would say just do it. There's nothing to lose. And these online tournaments are perfect. I, I found them perfect for learning tournaments. Um, this one that you guys do, the Bass Fishing for Noobs, is, I mean, you're showing the ropes You're and people are learning. You're not getting knocked. If you make a mistake, it's no big deal. It's it. You become a better angler, definitely. And like, even what I was saying, I didn't do it because I was competitive and I wanted to win something. Um, it just, I wanted to do it to learn. So if nothing else, even if people don't want to do it for competition, just the learning is immense. And it pushes you to grow as an angler, as a person, um, opens up. But, you know, relationships with people. Um, yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> I would say start online with things like this. And it's yeah, I, I, I've, I'm amazed at the people who kind of jump right into like Hobie events and stuff like that. Because I, I did my first one this year. But I, you know, when I've heard yeah. plenty of people say that, oh, well, I'm going to fish the Hobie event. I'm like, oh, you know, have you? what's your other experience? Oh, I don't have any. I'm just trying. I'm like, holy cow. Okay. Well, you know, that's, I guess that's cannonballing into the deep end there. But, uh, uh, you know, I felt like a super little fish in the big pond when I fished the Hobie event and you know, the results weren't, you know, I, I think I finished 170th out of 200 in that, but, uh, you know, it, but it, it was, was awesome. It I, was. I loved hearing your recount of it and it, <laughs> You know, it's just so real and it's where so many people are and easily relatable. And you know what? You did it. You put yourself there. You did it. It was so cool to hear about that experience because, you know, I was ticking that through my head. Oh, my gosh. Could I, could I put myself there? I don't know. <laughs> so congratulations. Yeah, thanks. It helped a lot having uh, Ethan Jet with me. Um, I know we've interviewed him uh, uh, once on the podcast before, and we did a, a shaky head episode. And he came up and stayed at my place. Um, he he was good friends with Ryan. Uh, he's uh, from Tennessee, and he had actually, uh, prior to coming up and staying with me, had won second place 
uh, in a Hobie tournament earlier this year. And he was actually fishing the tournament of champions this weekend. Um, so I was kind of tracking along with him and um, just having him there with me, kind of giving me, talking me through, you know, kind of what to expect and stuff. And then also him kind of struggling in that, in the Susquehanna event made me feel better about myself too. Cause I'm like, here's a guy who won second in this other uh, Hobie event and he's struggling riding the struggle bus just as much as I was, um, right. you know, he actually finished one notch above me. Um, uh, now it is my home waters, so I should have had a little bit of an advantage there, but, uh, but I also fished parts of the Susquehanna that I never fished before too, uh, in this event. So, uh, that was really, uh, what I'm super excited about because I fished, you know, between the, the two days there and the, a couple of the other tournaments I fished this year, I've covered much more of this river than I ever have before. And I have a much better idea now, I think moving forward about, you know, you know, strategy, you know, and, and all sorts of things like, uh, my comfort level is definitely going to be better because of it. So for sure. Yeah. Yes. It's not like we enjoy seeing other people struggle. But. No, not at all. And, and, and I wish I told him, I was like, I hope, I hope I get to see you win this thing, you know? And, and I kind of felt bad because, you know, he was asking for my experience and I could tell him about certain areas that I fish, but I certainly didn't know, um, you know, some of the places that, you know, he was going and, and, you know, to throw into that, that this year, the, the, our river, the Susquehanna was historically low, which completely right. changed the fishery, uh, for a lot of people. So, um, so I, I didn't feel quite so bad that I didn't have super accurate information because, you know, it was a completely different fishery this year. So, right. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these things that you guys are talking about too, you know, these are such you know, enriching and like positive things to like hear because, you know, as you hear about, you know, the tournament scene and everything, people who have been part of it for quite a while now, you start hearing kind of more of the complaining side about everything, you know, or people are getting burned out or whatever. <clears throat> um you know, it's so refreshing to hear, you know, these new experiences because you're just like, oh, man, that's that's how I was when I first got into it. And like sometimes you get rejuvenated with that joy again because you're just like, oh, I'm hearing about this person, how they first got into it. You know, you think and remember about the experiences you had when you first started. Then you're just like, oh, now I want to go fishing now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't know if you know, but I've been out of fishing since, um, like, June because I had uh, surgery on my shoulder. Right. So, like, I've been going insane <laughs> the last yeah, couple like of months. That. Oh, like, it's <laughs> been yeah. awful. And so, like, I'm literally counting the days until spring right now, um, you know, but it's it's always so refreshing to hear you know, the positive experiences, um, you know, the things that you're looking forward to, you know, and just the the eagerness that you have too for just jumping right into some of these events, you know, regardless of, you know, who else might be competing, you know, you might have the top anglers in the nations at these events, but you're just like, so I'm just going there just to do it. And I'm like, heck yeah. Right. <laughs> 
I, I said, you know, that was a, a selfish reason for wanting to do the Hobie too, was just to get to meet some of those people. Um, and to, to say, I shook, you know, so-and-so's hand, you know, and, <laughs> you know, get to talk to them at the, you know, the, the kind of, uh, you know, the board check-in and all that, you know, I, I got to meet a lot of people that um, now because of, you know, doing the podcast, I have got to talk to some pretty uh, high up there people, but yeah. otherwise, you know, Sean, the small town boy from PA probably would <laughs> never, would never uh, rub elbows with some of these people. So it's definitely been a very cool part of the experience for sure. So, right. and even, you know, it, you never know who you're going to run into on the water as well during some of these events, whether it be like a big event or if somebody's just in your neighborhood too, you know, I mean, for all you know, you could have Christine Fisher come fish in your, you know, backyard or something like that right. one of these days. And you're just like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, it's it's just you never know who you're going to run into. But I guarantee you, like any of these people you run into, like they're like some of the most outgoing and talkative and approachable people out there. You know, I mean, you go up and you're like hey, are you that person? And they're going to be like, yeah. And you're going to be like, oh, I'm such a fan. And like, they're, they're, they're so awesome about it. You know, there's a lot of humble. Um, True ambassadors of the sport, for sure. Yes, yes, very much so. And I mean, yeah. like, if if you're struggling to, you know, like sometimes people can pick up on that, you know, whether they're out there and they can just see up. Looks like they're having a hard time. People come up and like, you know, want to ask you, Hey, you know, you need some help or whatever. Just, you know, the camaraderie in this board is just like, unlike anything else that I've experienced in my life, you know, just the outreach that people have, the, the knowledge and skills that people want to share with you. And just, it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome a good community from what I've seen so far. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, any um, any techniques or anything that you're looking forward to trying next year or uh, anything like growth-wise that way? Yeah. Um, I want to get better with my big casters. <laughs> I do that is right. definitely a learning experience, but yeah. But, yeah, I want to get, I want to get better. Um, and keep playing around with different types of jigs um, because those have really, like I said, been interesting to me um, this season more so than in the past. So we'll keep going with that. Um, I'm just excited to get my Hobie out on the water for a full <laughs> season and just see um, where it's going to bring me and i i gotta figure out i'm looking forward to hopefully getting um and they call it a rhino tea loader to help get that thing on top of my car because i car top it it's not uh. easy <laughs> and, um, sometimes limits do i really want to struggle with this today so next season hopefully i'll be better at loading up and um so I'm looking forward to that. And um, maybe over the winter, put together some more setups. Um, I'm not sure it's necessary, but <laughs> 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 nothing else. 
<laughs> no matter what anybody else tells you, there is no such thing as too much fishing stuff. <laughs> well, I, I'm on board with that. <laughs> it's I always, think, always. I think when I last counted, I've got almost 30 rods, but like it's, I have my salmon rods. I've got my bait caster rods. I've got my spinning rods. So like I've got a, a plethora of, you know, some different ones. Majority of them right. is bait casting rods. And then I've got three, four, I've got four salmon rods. And then the rest are spinning rods, which I've had since, you know, since the age of fishing for me. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I always yeah. say, uh, my wife's kind of the same way. She's like, why do you need so many rods? I'm like, well, <laughs> you, you wouldn't hammer in a finishing nail with a sledgehammer. So, you know, that's the, that's <laughs> the line I always use. So, you know, right. each one serves a purpose and, you know. And the more the more you learn, the more you fine-tune yes. down and um, the little details start meaning more and more. They have more and more importance. And yeah, you realize what more, the difference between a Shakespeare it. rod and, you know, say something a little more. Uh, you know, I started with ugly sticks and, you know, never, you know, second guessed it at all. And now, you know, I ugly sticks serve their purpose. You know, they're darn yeah. near indestructible. But uh, <laughs> uh, so that's nice about them. But uh, yeah, there's, you know, it's as you learn and improve, you know, when your gear improves, I mean, your game just starts taking leaps and bounds. And, you know, yeah. And it's also it. just, you know, figuring out, you know, what works best for you. You know, mm -hmm. that that's kind right. of a bigger thing as well is because, you know, you might have people telling you, well, I only like this setup because X, Y, Z, which might be true for them. But for you, it could be completely different. You know, whereas for me, I hate really long rods. I just I cannot function with them for whatever reason. <laughs> so like the longest rod I currently like use is seven three, which is like my frog rod and whatnot, you know. Right. Uh, I can use short rods pretty good. I can use those, you know, skip under docks and stuff like that. So I think I have like a, a six six or something like that. I think it's my shortest one. But like, you know, I've had people tell me you gotta get a longer rod for you know casting out there and everything. And I'm just like, I just can't do it. Like mm -hmm. I tried it like when I first got into kayak fishing, and I was just like, God, I'm just having so much trouble with this, and I haven't gotten another one since but next year i might try to do a little something <laughs> different i'm still yeah. kind of like i don't know about that but you know I, it's it's uh there, there's so much to it you know and it can get overwhelming <laughs> really quick too. definitely can and that like you're saying um you know i i can read and listen and hear all this stuff to do but sometimes it just doesn't work for me right like, yes right and that's tough because there's you know not only is it overwhelming because there's so much information but then finding the information information that is not applicable to you and weeding that out is tough yeah and it, it's like i found one of my favorite rods is my frogging rod now i'm not even good at frogging <laughs> like, <laughs> you know the the plastic frogs with the two hooks i can't catch a fish i'll find fish with them and then fish something else to catch them but that frogging rod is actually my favorite setup and you know it's got the each one reel and it 
it works for me. I, I'll put everything on there and it's just comfortable to me. Um, and now, and, but it's not what I'm reading. <laughs> that right. <I> should, yeah. <laughs> Which makes you kind of second guess yourself because you're just like, well, the internet keeps telling me all of this. The people on the podcast and the videos keep saying this. But this is working for me. So what am I yeah, supposed to pull? This one, yeah, it just feels good. It it, mm -hmm. it just the setup just feels good. So that's yes. What's Find what you like. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You know, and I mean I, I, I continue to, you know, encourage you to keep, you know, going out there and pushing yourself more and more, you know, get out of your comfort zone. Cause as much as you hate to do it, you know, you're just like, oh, I don't want to go to this stupid clear lake. Cause I hate clear lakes. Like <laughs> I'm used to muddy, murky, dirty water. You know, I could fish that for days, but you give me a clear lake, man. I am just, I'm like, I I'm way on my comfort zone. Cause I'm just like, I don't even know what to do like uh, uh yeah <laughs> but then Definitely when you catch a fish in it it's very rewarding <laughs> yeah and i'm just like well i don't know how i just did that but hey it worked you know <laughs> so speaking of new places yeah um what do you think the odds of you making it down to dale hollow the next year since you have pretty much a uh I'm not sure what it is or what the event is. Or it, it's, <laughs> I, uh, I Googled the lake. It looks beautiful. It's uh, so it's it's our it kind of the uh, the Palinfin has um, the last couple years anyway had our first kind of actual uh, event aside from the noobs tournaments um, there every year. Like last year when we did our trail series, it was the or the two years ago, I guess we did the trail ago, series. Yeah, we, we dabbled with, uh, you know, a trail series and it started out with uh, the open and like a team event on Dale Hollow. And then we had our regular other uh, tournaments that year. And then we decided, well, you know, the Dale Hollow one was like the best one. So we'll just do like an open on Dale Hollow each year. And so we've just kind of stuck with that. So 2023 will be our third year of doing an open on Dale Hollow. So it's going to be April 22nd and 23rd. So it'll be a two-day event, Saturday, Sunday, at um, the uh, Dale Hollow uh, Marina and... Uh, Eastport Marina, uh, yep. Sorry, yeah, Eastport Marina blah, on Dale Hollow Lake. Sure. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely get you all those details and everything. Cause I need to start getting uh, all that built on the tourney X that reminds yeah. me to do that. I had to take a mental break from like all the online tournaments. Cause with my shoulder being out, I did have like a lot of online judging the fantasy fishing stuff, which, oh my gosh, thank goodness. <laughs> that is going to come to a close here after the TOC. Cause, oh my gosh, doing that. That was a lot. So, I mean, it, it, you know, still kept me in like the, the fishing sense of everything. But next year I'm like, I'm going to be so ready just to go fishing. Next year. Yep. So, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely get you uh, more of those fine tuned details uh, as we get everything awesome. published here. Um, but yeah, Eastport Marina at uh, Dale Hollow. Um, 
Yeah, you'll be staying with the crew and everything. It'll be an awesome time. Which is an experience all in itself. (laughs) (laughs) It is an awesome time. It's an awesome time. Great. No, I'm super excited. That is one thing I'd like to start adding in is more out-of-state trips. I've done a few in the past, but not as much as I'd like. So I'll be up to a good start. Cool. Um, I guess, so we're starting to wind up our wind down. It sounds like, um, do you have any social media or sponsors or anything that you want to shout out? I do not have sponsors. Um, I do have social media. I'm not terrific with social media, but I do. Um, my name that I go under is where water meets air and, um, I picked that name. It's one of my favorite places to be, right there on the water. That sounds um, like a great place. I, I started a blog several years ago combining um, my artwork with just experiences on the water. Um, this year, I haven't done much with it, but it'll circle back around. So Instagram, Facebook, where water meets there. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> And we'll have all of those uh, linked out here um, on the uh, podcast link and video links as well. And uh, yeah, that'll be awesome. Well, thank you, you guys. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Cheryl, so much. Uh, Good job this year. And we're looking forward to seeing what you do next year. So thank you. Thank and you. We'll be seeing you in April. I know. We're so excited. That is going to be a good time. It, oh it never gosh. disappoints. Ah, oh, can't wait. It's it's a good time with the crew. Can't wait to have you. Great. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, this has been another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs, where uh, we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you guys next time. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.